0: I am so excited to have Dr. Catherine Pang on the show today. She is the founder and CEO of Christian Life Institute and serves as a licensed psychologist and clinical director at Lakewood Wellness. In addition to her PhD in psychology, Dr. Pang has a master's of theology and an MDiv, as well as two law degrees. The Lord continues to open doors for her to teach, speak, and lead all cultivating a deeper relationship with christ her message of transformation is not only the message of her life but it's for all of us who desire a victorious life in christ thank you and welcome to our show dr pang
1: thank you so much it's a privilege to spend this time with you and all of our listeners
0: yes i was so excited to see your website and to look at what you're doing in the world to help parents grandparents anybody who's raising the next generation And so I'm going to jump right in and ask you to tell us about the Christian Life Institute.
1: So, the Christian Life Institute was a vision that the Lord provided to provide a psychological model of spiritual formation. And I know that's probably a mouthful, but basically, what we do is we grow Christians forward into a deeper relationship with Christ to make a really practical how do I live Christ in 2021, 2022, and on in a meaningful way, following the promptings of the Holy Spirit, and living at that deeper level of intimacy. So we have modules, we have resources, we have private sessions, we have group sessions, we have Bible studies. People can take a look at the ChristianLifeInstitute.com and see all that we have available to help people be strong and stable in the Lord.
0: Yes, thank you. You do. You have a lot of resources. So I'm so happy that our our listeners can go to your website and check out what you have. So you talk about how to teach children to shift up out of big emotions. What do you mean by that, please?
1: Yeah, so this is one of my favorite topics. And the word shifting is critical. I I like to use a lot of alliterations and S words. So shifting is an important skill set, We tend to live very reactively. I like to help people understand that our limbic system, which is that lower part of our brain, where our emotions and our feelings, our sympathetic nervous system, which is that fight or flight, get activated, is that that's where those big emotions come from. And it's really easy when we don't like something or someone says something or does something or we're disappointed or can't have something, that those emotions kick in and teaching kids to take a breath. So pausing is critically important to be able the power of the pause, as we like to call it, to learn how to take a breath and shift up into what we call the prefrontal cortex. That's the front part of your brain where those higher level cognitive skills live, the ability to make more rational, non-emotion driven decisions live, So that kids recognize because their body, their physiology, as we refer to it, which gets activated very quickly, and even you adults listening, you know, think about what happens if you get frustrated, what you feel in your body, or disappointed, or something's not going your way. When you're little, those things are much more powerful, not that as adults, they're not powerful as well. So helping kids understand that our physiology does not have to control us. I don't like what my body's doing right now. I don't like what I'm feeling, but I have a choice to downregulate. And teaching kids that they have the choice to shift and don't have to be captive to their limbic system is a really important skill set. Well, could you give us a, a, an
0: example of how a child would do this? Maybe a scenario?
1: Yeah. So number one, parents, grandparents, caregivers, big people, whoever is listening, this is where you also play an important role. We don't want to get into what is referred to as a Godzilla King Kong throwdown. Um, that's where, you know, you can imagine Godzilla King Kong, you've got two, you know, giant sort of reptiles or animals in their limbic system, just kind of trying to prove a point and parents, grandparents, caregivers, adults, you get frustrated, you now start to start to argue out of your limbic system, and you're just going to go nowhere fast. And all we're doing is f- throwing fuel on the fire. So if you can take a breath and you can model, I get whatever you're feeling, whatever just happened is really disturbing. I get your body is maybe causing you a lot of distress. So how about we try taking a breath together? Let's breathe. Take a moment. And let me teach you something. Right now, no matter what is going on and how unhappy you are, how miserable you are, we can shift. We can shift up. Watch. I'm going to shift up and I'm going to become calmer. I want to hear you. I want to listen to you. Can we figure this out? Now, if they're in a full blown meltdown, you know, that's going to be much harder to do. We don't necessarily teach these things in the midst of crisis, although crisis is always a good time for exposure therapy for practicing. But if you can sit with your kids and you can start to empower them, equip them with the idea that you have a choice. Even when you feel that you don't because your body, your conditioning, your physiology, your limbic system is grabbing a hold of you, you have a choice to do it differently and then teach them to take that breath, to grab the power of the pause, to recognize they can shift. Just like you were shifting a car or shifting something, get a visual, get a toy, something that's meaningful to them. Show them, hey, when you feel that way, why don't you take this as a reminder that you can shift?
0: Yes, I just did some research on the limbic system, and I and I have a podcast on it. So I'm glad that you're touching upon that today as well, because children—it's hard for them to control control those emotions.
1: Very hard. And as adults, you know, you most of you, because as a as a psychologist, I work with all populations, and even adults really struggle struggle with down regulating with regulating those emotions. If we can, at early ages, help kiddos know you have more of a choice than you think your body is unhappy something is causing you all of this distress we may not be able to figure that out in the moment but we can breathe we can pause we have a choice to say okay i'm going to shift so going to start to practice shifting yes
0: yeah, so when you say kids feel icky what can they do this is is this what you're addressing
1: Yeah. So this is a piece of that, right? To recognize, okay, I feel icky. And I use that word ick even with adults. That word is a word that we use (laughs) therapeutically and at the Christian Life Institute, a big technical term, what is your ick? We all need to know our ick. With kids, it's more powerful because even if they're very cognitive or verbal, they may not know how to put that into words. I'm sure there are many adults listening who struggle with how to verbalize exactly what they're feeling or thinking. So if we can use the word icky and say, hey, we feel icky. It's uncomfortable. None of us like to be uncomfortable. The flesh doesn't like to be uncomfortable. So we want to get it off of us, which is why we externalize or kids will throw tantrums or they'll try and get it off of them. The anxiety, the feelings, it's too much. They want to get it off of them. So they're sort of externalizing that. Just like as adults, it's always easier to sort of point a finger sometimes than it is to take responsibility and own those decisions. So when kids feel icky, what can they do? They can, and you, adults, can help them recognize icky is is things that we will feel, but we don't have to stay stuck in icky. That there is a path forward through the power of the Holy Spirit, through moving out of the limbic system, through pausing. Through recognizing we always have choices, even if they're micro little choices, one little micro choice can help put us on that path to be able to walk forward towards freedom in the spirit rather than staying consumed by the power of the ick.
0: Yeah, I can attest to that. Some days I say, geez, I feel icky and, you know, Mm -hmm. because we all do, we feel like we can't put a term to, it. we know that there's something not right, but we're not ourselves that day. And it could be lack of sleep. It could be frustration from, you know, work or for something that happened the previous day or something we've seen on TV and the children are the same. Exactly. What brain skills for children can you share with our listeners?
1: Yeah. So we've been talking about several of them. So brain skills, what we call the executive function or metacognitive skills. I've written a book on academic success using metacognitive and executive function skills. So helping kids really start to recognize our brains are amazingly complex. God created the most complex, amazing aspect of ourselves. And we have a very neuroplastic. We have the ability to generate new neural pathways, new ways of thinking, being, doing. So helping kids understand that cultivating these skills in the prefrontal cortex, and many of these are things like initiation and organization and planning and time management and strategy, and again, age-appropriate. But even at the very young ages, we can help kiddos recognize that their brains are often directed by what they're choosing to think or focus on, rather than allowing the limbic system to be the driver of, of ourselves. Let's start to use those higher level executive function prefrontal cortex skill sets to be able to navigate the challenges of life, the difficulties, the frustrations, whether it's not being able to have more screen time or being disappointed because we were supposed to go for ice cream, whatever that is, we can learn how to use our brains to help us navigate what life brings us.
0: That's wonderful because- we need a transformation of the heart, but we also have to have our brain in line with God's word, what we need to do, what we should do, what we hope to do, and fight against that flesh nature, that limbic system of flesh nature that you know wants us to just lash out or get angry or to make, make a wrong choice. So I love the work you're doing at your institute. I think it's extremely important. Is there
1: anything else you'd like to share? I just, you know, would like to remind folks that, look, our flesh, Paul makes it clear in Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 and 18, which are two of my favorite verses. And here's a kind of a, a modern translation paraphrase. Our flesh can never, ever, 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 ad infinitum, ever be friends with the Spirit. Our flesh will never lead us closer to God. We are in a continual battle with what our flesh wants to do, where it wants to take us, whether we're five and we want an ice cream or we're 45 and we want a second cupcake. It doesn't matter. And to learn how to be intentional and mindful and walk in the spirit and cultivate awareness at any age, but particularly if we can start that earlier in life, we can continue through the work of the Holy Spirit to grow and not fall prey to the susceptibilities of our flesh that drag us down and create so many unnecessary issues in our lives at any age.
0: Well, Dr. Pang, I thank you for being on the show today and sharing your wonderful wisdom and I hope that our listeners will go to your website and find out the resources you have.
1: Thank you so much for having me. ChristianLifeInstitute.com. Thank you.
0: Thank you. We will have the links to in our show notes on how you can reach Dr. Peng. And this is how we will all work together to raise strong Christian kids.
1: This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network.